0: So the kids already escaped, so they, they made their way out. They know the cue. So we're going to be celebrating Christmas communion today. If you want to turn your Bibles to Romans chapter 8, if you're using the Bible on the way in, it's uh, 942, page 942, or uh, find it yourself in your other Bibles. But we also have all the verses up here, so you'll be able to follow along, okay? But you're going to like this one. Uh, God is on our side. Romans eight thirty one to 34. God is on our side. Imagine if you could pick any superhero, any superhero to be your personal bodyguard. Who would you pick? Any superhero. What? Spider Man. -Man. Uh, Remington worked on the Spider Man movie, right? He's worked on several of the Spider Man movies. What was it? Dr. Octagon? That was your guy? Yeah. Awesome. All right, Spider Man, what else? Nobody else has one? Well, we're gonna, I, I like Sp- he's my personal favorite. Uh, although they've done a few too many of them now. But anyway, that's a whole other thing. But, but, uh, let's go with Superman cause he was the first, you know, and he was a big guy and as we were kids and, and it's an easy one. So let's go with Superman. Imagine you could have Superman with you time. You could call on him anytime when you needed him, or even better, he would always be with you. He would never leave you. Can you imagine how awesome that would be to have Superman to help you out with any problem? Imagine that. We are going to see today that that, that's exactly what we have. We do have Super God Man with us. Super God Man. That's what communion is, a reminder of that we have Jesus Christ with us all the time. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the worship. Now we go into the Word. We pray that your Holy Spirit would carry us through your Word to where you want us to be, through your Son Jesus. And if anybody has never put their faith in Jesus, today would be that day. We pray it in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Okay, so let's start. With just a couple of verses here, but they're packed. Romans eight thirty-one. Uh, I'm going to use over here, uh, verse thirty-one. Starting out with. Here we go. Okay. What? I got I, I want to make sure I have the right version. Okay. So what then shall we say in response to this? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he, also, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Who will bring any, any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus, who died more than that, who, is at, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Interceding for us. God is on our side. That's the whole focus, and I hope you carry that out with you for the rest of your life. God is on our side. Uh, what Verse 31, what then shall we say in response to this? Oh, this is a different version. Okay, I'll use this one. What shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? What then shall we say in response to these things, or the version I have memorized, to this? Okay, Uh, What is the this? What What are the these things that Paul is talking about through the Holy Spirit's leading? Everything that we have seen in John chapter eight so far is what he's referring to. We saw first of all, remember remember back if you weren't you haven't watched these or listened to them or weren't here, go back, watch them on the YouTube or our website or Podbean or listen to them on Podbean. Get listen because they're all they go in order, they build on each other. And what we saw so far is there was there's no guilt trips allowed for Christians. Jesus has washed away all of our shame and our fear. We now have the Holy Spirit's power to that's, and that's our key to spiritual victories. We have the Holy Spirit's power. Remember these? All right? Then we also saw the encouragement in our spiritual battle is to focus on future glory and our adoption by God. That's the key. Also, we can't lose. We can't lose. Uh, the Holy Spirit carries us, and God will bring good out of anything that happens. The Holy Spirit's going to carry us, remember? And then when we saw that God will bring good out of whatever has happened in our life, he's going to bring good out of that. And all of this is also predestined. It's already written. It's already done. That is the this that Paul is talking about. These are the things, these things that Paul is talking about. So what should our response be? What should should we say to all of this? Back to verse 31 again. Verse 31 tells us, if God is for us, who can be against us? That's, That's what our response should be. What then should we say in response to this? If God is for us, who can be against us? That should be our response. Who can be against us if God is for us? No one. No one. No one can be. Hebrews 13, 6, uh, great verse on this says, So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? In first. Samuel fourteen six. 6, Jonathan, uh, Prince Jonathan said, Jonathan said to his young armor bearer, come, let's go over to the outpost of these uncircumcised men. Perhaps the Lord will act on our behalf. Nothing can hinder the Lord from saving, whether by many or by few. God is on our side. And God plus one equals a majority. God plus one always equals a majority because it's super God, man, on our side. We always have him on our side. It doesn't matter what you are facing in your life. Anybody facing a hard time? You might know somebody who is. Think of someone you might need this, right? Uh, No matter what we're facing, no matter who is against us, God is on our side. You might feel very alone in this world. Do you ever feel alone? But if we have Jesus Christ... We have all that we need. All that we need. If God is for us, who can stand against us? No one can stand against us if God is for us. Yes, there are tough trials. Yes, there are many battles in this life. Anybody facing battles? If you're breathing, you're facing battles, right? We always talk about that. Any discouragements, any depressions out there, you know, we're going to face many of those. We're going to take many shots in this life, many crises in this life. But we will win. We will win. We Go to the end of the book. You know, you ever read a book and you want to know what happened, who, who done it, right? You go to the end, <laughs> it wrecks it, right? Then you don't have to read it. But go to the end. We we win. Jesus wins. We know that we win. Read the book of Revelation. And don't miss next Sunday because there's another good one. Guaranteed victory. If you're a Christian, if you put your faith in Jesus Christ, we are guaranteed ultimate victory. Don't miss that one. Don't miss that. Now back to Romans 8.31. If God is for us, who can be against us? God is for us. Do you need proof? Then he goes on in verse 32 to give us the proof that God is for us. Look what he says. He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? If he gave up his, you read proof that God's for us? He gave up his son for us. If he gave up, look what he's saying here. If he gave up his son for us, what won't he give us? Nothing. And what won't he do for us? Nothing! He's already done the ultimate for us. God gave up His Son for us. He was born at Christmas, we love Christmas, uh, but He was born to die. John 3:16 For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. He was born to die. God gave him to us to pay the penalty for our sin, to pay the cosmic justice that had to be that had to be paid for so that we could be set free. We were all trapped before Jesus was born. The entire planet, the entire human race, past, present, and future, was trapped. They were captives. Think of the, these poor uh, Jewish people in the, the tunnels that the Hamas, Hamas still has them trapped in. Horrible, horrible what they're going through. But we were all that way spiritually. We were completely trapped. And imagine these, the hostages that are left, the ones that are still alive, Imagine Netanyahu says I'm going to trade my only son I don't know how many sons but I know he has at least one I'm going to trade my only son if you'll, you I'll give you my son in exchange for all those hostages they would probably take him up on that wouldn't they you know they they, they hate him so much right but uh, I'll I'll give my only son to you in exchange for all these hostages to come out of those tunnels that's exactly what God did for us. Our heavenly father did for us. But the key, John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. We must believe. We must put our faith in Jesus Christ, our faith in what he did and repent. And we have to walk out. We have to repent and walk the other direction. We have to walk out of these Tunnels, These dark tunnels that we were in and walk away from that old life and put our faith in Jesus. Both things have to happen. Can you imagine uh, someone being set free, but they don't leave the tunnel? But the, that's what so many of us do. We're offered this gift from Jesus Christ to, to walk free. We'll put our faith in him, but so many won't leave the darkness. We must put our faith in Him and, and believe in Him. John 3.16 says, if you put your faith in Jesus Christ, if we've done that, we've been forgiven. And there's no more fear. We don't have to fear condemnation anymore. Roman, remember we looked at Romans 8.1. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ... Uh, no, sorry, I'm sorry, doing the wrong one. There is, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Several versions there. Okay. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Remember, we saw about that? And now we come to verse 33 today. In verse 33, it says, Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Justifies. God, we, if you have put your Faith in Jesus Christ, you can never be charged again for any sin. Spiritually, I'm talking about maybe on earth you can, but not in heaven, not in the the ultimate Supreme Court. You can never be charged. We can't be accused ever again. We can't be condemned ever again. We have nothing to fear. We have nothing to be ashamed of. We have been justified, just as if I never sinned in God's sight. We have been justified, justified by the ultimate judge, by God himself. The ultimate judge. He, and notice notice what it says there, whom God has chosen. There's that chosen word again. We're going to get to it in Romans 9, the predestination. They're going to answer all that, that that question. I did it last week, but I'm going to go a little more than one sentence. But anyway, uh, those who are here know what I'm joke, joking about. But note, there's that chosen again. But we've been justified by God himself. So God is the judge. Here we go. God is the judge, but he's also now our father. Once you put your faith in Jesus, he becomes our father. So the deck is stacked, right? The deck is stacked. You talk about a stacked deck, we see so much injustice. This is justice in God's sight because he took care of the sin, he paid for it. The deck is stacked for us, but there's even more to this stacked deck in our favor. In verse 34, look what it says. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus, who died more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Also interceding for us. Not only is the judge our father, but Jesus, our, our super God man, right? He is sitting right next to God at the right hand, the place of honor, the place of influence, and, and he's interceding for us. The word intercede means to, to, uh, go, to go between. It's a, An intercessor and interceding is to go between two parties. And that's what Jesus is doing. Jesus is our defense lawyer. We've got the judge and we also have the defense lawyer. He, he, he's there too. And Jesus has never lost a case. Never lost a case. He's our defense lawyer. So here we have this picture of Satan accusing us. Satan is constantly accusing us. Anybody ever been accused by Satan? And he's not only accusing us, but he's in God's face accusing us. What God puts up with for us. And and, and not for long. It's not going to be forever. We see in Revelation 12, verse 10, what it says. He says, Then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, Now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ, Messiah, for the accuser of our brothers who accuses them before our God day and night has been hurled down. Get that? The, The accuser of our brothers who accuses them before our God day and night has been hurled down. They triumphed over him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. Therefore, rejoice, you heavens, and you who dwell in them. But woe to the earth and the sea, because the devil has gone down to you. He is filled with fury, because he knows that his time is short. But notice that this is what's going to happen in the end. And I think it's pretty close, don't you? All right. Uh, connect the dots. All right. Connect the dots. But, but look at Satan is constantly accusing us, and he's accusing us in God's presence. But, 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 th- Even though that's going on and that's going to end very, very soon, finally, completely, never to be done again. But during this time, we still have God on the throne. Our Father is on the throne, the true Supreme Court, and Jesus is defending us. He is interceding for us. Remember Romans, what we just saw in Romans 8, 34. He's interceding for us at God's right hand. Yes, Father. They do deserve condemnation. They do. But I paid for that sin on the cross. That sin is under my blood. That person, put your name, is under my blood. Remember, they overcame by the blood of the lamb, the blood of Jesus. I must say that a hundred times a day, the blood of Jesus Christ. Not because it's magic, because of what it stands for. What Jesus did. The blood of Jesus Christ. And I just have peace again because I know it's covered. And here's Jesus. Yeah, they messed up again. But don't forget, they're my mess. And you justified my mess. He's constantly interceding for us. It reminds me of the OJ case. Remember when OJ Simpson was tried? And everybody knew he was guilty. Any sane person knew he was guilty, right? But... But he had this dream, and it came out later. He was guilty, right? But but the, he had the dream team, and they got him off, even though he's guilty. The dream team got him off. Remember that? Well, that's us. We are all guilty, but we have, and and Satan knows it. Everybody knows it, right? But. But we have a real dream team. We have Jesus Christ defending us. And we have the judge in our back pocket. Right? We have God as our judge. And the price has already been paid no matter what we do. The blood of Jesus Christ. It's already been paid. We were justified at salvation. The moment we put our faith in Jesus. The moment you say, God, I don't want my sin anymore. I repent I want to walk away from that old life. I want to follow Jesus. I want to be forgiven by him. His death on the cross in my place. His resurrection from the dead to justify me and give me a brand new life. I put my faith in Jesus. I give my life to him. The moment you do that, that we, we, we are justified at salvation. And you may be under attack you may be under attack from Satan. He might be accusing you. He might be shaming you. He might be reminding you of something constantly. Or he may be using other people to knock you down. You have anybody in your life like that? A lot of times we're in our family, our, our family, you know, our friends, right? You're Using other people to knock you down, reminding us of what we're trying to forget. Right? Or you might not need you might not need any help from Satan or or family. You might be doing the job yourself, always beating yourself up. But we must stop. We must stop the stinking thinking. That's what I want you to remember. Stop the stinking thinking. And i got a little video just to to help you remember this. It's funny, but it it makes a really good point. Uh, Bob Newhart, before he was Father Elf, he uh, he had his other show and everything. But this is really funny. Just a little video about stopping the stinking thinking. Uh,
1: Dr. Switzer? Uh, yes, C- come in. I'm just just washing my hands. Uh, I'm Catherine Bigman. Janet Carlyle referred me. Oh yes, uh, oh. still being very delighted about. Us. Yes, yes, that's me. Should I lay down? Oh no, no, no. We don't we don't do that anymore. Just just have a seat. and uh, let let me uh, tell you a, a bit about our, our billing. I um, I charge five dollars for the for the first five minutes. And, and then absolutely nothing after that. Uh, <laughs> how does that sound? That sounds great. <laughs> Too good to be true, as a matter of fact. <laughs> well, I can, I can almost guarantee you that that our session won't last the full uh, the full five minutes. Now, um, <laughs> we don't do any insurance billing, so you would either have to pay in, in cash or by check. <clears throat> wow, okay. And, uh, and I, I don't make change. All right. (laughs) Uh, Go. (laughs) Go. Well, tell me, tell me about the problem that you wish to address. Oh, okay. Uh, Well, I have this fear of being buried alive in a box. (laughs) I just I start thinking about being buried alive, and I begin to panic. Has 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 anyone ever ever tried to to bury you alive in a box? No, no. But truly thinking about it does make my life horrible. I mean, I can't go through tunnels or be in an elevator or in a house, anything boxy. <laughs> so what what you're saying is you're uh, you're claustrophobic? Uh yes yes that's it. All right well uh, let's go, Catherine. I'm. Uh, I'm going to uh, say two words to you right now. I, I want you to listen to them very, very carefully. Then I want you to take them out of the office with you and incorporate them in, into your life. Well, shall I uh, write them down? Well, it, if it makes you comfortable, it's just two words. Most We find most people can, uh, can remember them. <laughs> okay. You ready? Yes. Okay, you're there. Stop! Yes. S-G-O-P, new word, I-T. So, what are you saying? <laughs> you, you know, it's funny. I, I I say two simple words, and I cannot tell you the amount of people who say exactly the same thing you're saying. I mean, this, you know, this is not Yiddish, Catherine. This is English. Stop it. So, I should just stop it. There you go. I mean, you... you, you you don't want to go through life being scared of being buried alive in a box, do you? I mean, that sounds frightening. It is. Then stop it! I can't. I mean, it's been with me for no, no, a no, while. No, no, no. We, no, we, we, we don't go there. Just just stop. So I should just stop being afraid of being buried alive in a box? You got it. Good girl. Well, it's only been... It's only been three minutes, so that will be um, $3. Actually, uh, I only have a five, so... Well, I, I, don't, I don't make change. <laughs> then I, I guess I'll take the full five minutes. Fine. All right. Well, what other uh, problems would you would you like to address? <clears throat> <sighs> uh, I'm bulimic. I stick my fingers down my throat. Stop it! <laughs> Don't, don't do that. But I'm, I'm compelled to. My mom used to call me. No, saying. no, 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 we, de- we don't go there. But I've been having this dream. No, we don't go there either. But my horoscope did say. We definitely don't go there. Just, just stop it. But what, what else? Well, I have self-destructive relationships with men. Stop it. <laughs> you You want to be with a man, don't you? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yes. Well, then stop it. Don't be such a big baby. I wash my hands a lot. That's all right. Is it? I I wash my hands all the time. There's a lot of germs out there. hmm uh-huh. Yeah, don't, don't, uh, don't worry about that one. I'm afraid to drive. Well, stop it! Well, how are you going to get around? Get in the car and drive, you, you kook. Stop it. you stop it. You'll stop it. <sighs> what's what's the problem, Pat? Uh, I don't like this. I don't like this therapy at all. You're just telling me to stop it. And and you and you don't you don't like that? No, I don't. So you think we're we're moving too fast, is that it? Yes. Yes, I do. All right, then let me uh, let me uh, give you ten words that I, I think will uh, clear everything up for you. Uh, you want you want to get a pad and a pencil for this one? All right. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Right here are the ten words. Stop it, or I'll bury you alive in a box.
0: Now they're making fun of something but I want to say stop it how do, but how do we stop it you know you can't just stop you know the struggles we have right but but we as Christians can we we stop it by we stop this thinking thinking we break these cycles by remembering that Jesus Christ is defending us and God is our judge And he has justified us. That's how we break most shame and most uh, fears and. that's what we have. And also, really important, don't forget who is also interceding for us. Remember, we saw this last time in Romans 8, 26 to 27. In the same way the Spirit helps us on our weakness, we do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us through wordsless groans. And He who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for us in accordance with God's will. So we also have interceding for us the Holy Spirit. What a picture. We mess up. Anybody mess up this week? Ha ha ha. Today, right? We mess up. But Satan is is accusing us. He's accusing us personally. He's accusing us to God's face. But the Holy Spirit intercedes for us and helps us. See the word there for help? Remember when we talked about that last week? The word help means to pick up and carry us uh, into God's will. He's picking up and carrying us into God's will. And that's, that's why we just pray in the Spirit and just even sometimes just groan. We don't even know. What to say? We just sigh and groan and and weep and but that, that that we know the Holy Spirit is interceding and carrying us and that's why we can cling to the promise of Romans eight twenty eight. Remember, just give me a quick review here. Romans eight twenty eight, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. We know He's God. We we can no matter what mess we're in, we know the Holy Spirit is going to carry us back into God's purpose, and and we know God can take. Any mess that we've made, if we will submit to him and and turn to him and ask for forgiveness or or come back into fellowship with him, he can take any mess we made and turn it into something good. God is the ultimate junk artist. He can do it. Anything. So we have the Holy Spirit interceding for us. We have Jesus Christ defending us, and we have God the judge justifying us. God is on our side. Right? Holy Spirit interceding, Jesus defending, and God justifying us. God is on our side no matter how much and how often we mess up. He is on our side. Listen, God is not shocked when we mess up. A lot of times we do something really bad or think something really bad. We're like, oh, this is horrible. Yo, God, I can't go to God. God is not shocked. I'm going to shock you with this. He expects it. He expects it of us. He 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 knows we can't do it. He knows we can't live a holy life, live like like he's called us to do. He knows that. That's why he sent Jesus Christ. That's why he gave Jesus Christ. In Hebrews 4, verses 14 and 15, Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has gone through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are, yet was without sin sin that's why god gave us his son jesus christ he knows we're gonna mess up he knows how fallen and how broken we are he knows it but he gave his son jesus to make a way back to himself he wants to have a relationship with us he made a way for us to come back into his presence into into communion with him to connect again with him to his throne to his very throne hebrews 4 16 the very next verse says let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence So that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Mercy and grace. God has made a way for us to come anytime. Some of us say, I just gotta clean myself up. I just gotta stop it. I just gotta get get you know, do do X, Y, and Z before I go back into God's presence. I gotta wait a week and be good for a week. No, get right back to the throne. Of grace and ask for mercy, which is forgiveness, and grace is the strength to keep on fighting. And as we do this, as we do this we will see over time sanctification happening we will see a change happening a holiness happening and and we and then over time we'll start to come to god even earlier in our battles not after we've fallen on our face but when we're struggling when we first the first thought hits we'll start to go to him early in that struggle and see even greater victory we'll start to get to the root of the struggle the holy spirit will show us what's really going on you know you know where bob newark says we don't go there well the holy spirit does go there he He's going to get us to the root of the problem and, and, and dig it out and, and help us find our healing. We'll begin to defeat struggles and see victory and struggles that have beaten us down our whole life that we thought we were going to die with. Right? We start to see that. And we will find the grace to face any and every trial in our life. No matter what our trial is facing, we go into God's presence, the throne of grace, to ask for his mercy and grace. We will find that. Do we realize what we have as Christians, what we have through communion, through through Jesus Christ? Do we realize how much God loves us? And, and are we coming to him constantly? Hebrews 4.16. Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and grace to help us in our time of need. It should be constantly. Communion is once a month, but this communion coming to the throne should be every... Every second. It just should be how it's like breathing, letting God's mercy and grace transform us inch by inch. Right? Inch by inch, day by day. Remembering that if we put our faith in Jesus Christ, if we've done that, we're not, God's not our judge, but He's our Father. It changes everything. He's our, he's our Father. He has given us His Son to, to intercede for us and to defend us. He has given His Holy Spirit to intercede for us and help us to carry us, to indwell, live inside of us and dwell in us. Amazing. God is on our side. And that's what Christmas is all about. He sent Jesus. And that's what communion is a reminder of, that God is on our side. Maybe you're here today and you've never put your faith in Jesus yet, you're still under the judgment of God. Did you know that? If you've never put your faith in Jesus, never repented of sin, turned away from them, put your faith in Jesus, given your life to him, you we you should be scared. We are under God's judgment if that's the case. John 3.36 says, Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life, but whoever rejects the Son will not see life, for God's wrath remains on him. But that can change in an instant. That can change right now for anybody. That can change because John 3.16, back it up. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. That can change. That, that judgment can change to grace instantly. The moment we put our faith in Jesus Christ, God no longer judges us, but he justifies us. Once and for all. And he keeps on justifying us. And Jesus becomes our bodyguard. Our super God-man. That very instant. And the Holy Spirit comes inside of us and and gives you superpowers. We can have the same superpowers that that our God-man has. He, He comes right in and now we can face anything at any time. We can face it. That's what communion is all about. As we go to communion now, that's what is a reminder to all of us. And Christmas communion is a really special reminder. It's a reminder of what this really means. In Isaiah 7.14, in Isaiah 714 it says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and will call him Emmanuel. Emmanuel. Emmanuel means God with us. God with us. In John 1:14 it says, the apostle John wrote the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father full of grace and Truth, the word is referring to Jesus Christ. There, He's, he's the Word of God, and and He, he dwelt among us. And that word, therefore, for dwelt literally means tabernacle. That's the actual word is tabernacle. Remember when the the Israelites had the tabernacle with them in the in the uh, the wilderness, and and coming you know from Egypt to the to the you know from the to the Promised Land of Mount Sinai to the Promised Land, and they wandered in the wilderness, and they took the you know the tabernacle into the Promised Land with them. The tabernacle tabernacle was where they sought God's presence. That's where they met with God. That's where he gave them direction. That's where he spoke to them in that tabernacle. And, and that's, that's where they connected with God. And that's what the, Jesus did for us. He came and tabernacled among us so that we could connect with God, so that we could be reconciled with God, so that we could actually become his children. Back up to two verses there in John 1, 12, where it says, Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. To those who received him and believed, receiving and believing. That is how we become a children of God. That's how we connect with God. That's how we receive Jesus Christ as our tabernacle. And communion is a reminder of all of this. We do this Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. What it is, we have the bread and the cup, and the bread represents the body of Jesus Christ that he sacrificed on the cross, and the The cup represents the blood of Jesus Christ. I hope you got that locked in your head. Now, the blood of Jesus Christ, it represents that, how he gave it. How we take it is uh, Todd will lead us into communion with some prayer and and song, but you just come up and and take it back to your seat whenever you're ready and and take uh, communion. There's two reasons why you shouldn't take it. One is if you're not a Christian yet. Uh the don't take the Lord's Supper in an unworthy way. If you've not you're not ready to put your faith in Jesus, that's okay. Nobody's looking around, we don't record, it. We know who comes up or any of that. it's between you and God. But if you're you haven't taken that step, then hold off because wait till you're ready to make that commitment. But you can do that today. You don't have to wait. We're gonna pray in just a minute. Uh or if there's something in our life we will not surrender. Because you must be perfect to take communion. I'm joking. All right? No, no, no. I'm joking. We must be willing to surrender anything. Doesn't mean we're not going to struggle with it. Doesn't mean we're not going to battle with it. But we have to keep on being willing to be sanctified. Say, God, help me. I've come to your throne for mercy and grace. If you're not willing to do that with something, we keep something in our back pocket, you know, something in the closet, something, you know, tucked away. Say, no, you can't have it, God. If we're not willing to go to the throne of grace for mercy and grace, then don't take it. But I hope you do it today. Come to the throne. Maybe you've been hanging on to some something. Stop it. <laughs> You're holding on to something. Give it to, come to that throne of grace today and ask for mercy and grace. Whatever it is, begin the battle. Begin the war against that. Begin it today. I hope everybody takes communion. Everybody can, but that's between you and God. Let's pray. Maybe you're here today or listening or watching and you've never put your faith in Jesus, but the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. He's carrying you, calling you, drawing you to God, the Father. God has given us the ultimate Christmas gift. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. God has given us the ultimate Christmas gift. Will you receive that gift? Whoever believes in him. John 1.12, receive and believe. Are you ready to receive that gift? It's been offered. Will you receive it by believing in Jesus Christ, by giving your life to him right where you are, wherever you are, sitting here? You can receive that gift by believing in Jesus Christ, A simple prayer of faith. It happens in our heart, but I always encourage people to, 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 to say a, a prayer, to put an exclamation on it. God, I don't want the sin, the garbage, the shame, the fear I don't want that anymore. I don't want that old life anymore, that worldly life anymore. I ask you to forgive me. I repent. I walk away. I ask you to forgive me. Because I'm putting my faith in your son, Jesus. Your one and only son who died on the cross for me. So I could be forgiven by the blood of Jesus Christ. I put my faith in Him. And I ask you to give me a brand new life in Jesus. Just as He was resurrected from the dead, I pray that you would give me that same resurrection power in my life. Give me a new life. I'm giving you my life. If you have prayed that prayer wherever you are here there anywhere if you have prayed that prayer then you have just been you just have been complete your life has an eternity here your life here in eternity has been completely changed because the bible says God's word says the holy spirit is now living in you has come into you and made you a brand new creation in Christ and the Holy Spirit's going to be interceding for you. And Jesus Christ is now your defender. And the fa- God is now your Father. I want to encourage you to tell somebody you've taken this step. Maybe you're here and you want to tell me on the way out. Or you have a family member or a friend. Tell someone, fill out the card, text me, call me. Tell someone, maybe you're out there listening. and And tell someone at work or at school or your mom or grandma, someone's been praying for you tell them so that we can be excited for you and encourage you in your new faith in Jesus Christ. For those of us who, and now you can take communion for real for the first time. For those of us who have already put our faith in Christ, how is the Holy Spirit speaking to us as we go to this time of prayer, preparing for communion? Would our prayer be Father, God, I want to commune with you. Please forgive my sin and anything in my life that separates me from that intimacy with you. I need your mercy and grace. Mercy and grace. I pray that a thousand times a day. Mercy and grace. Jesus, please defend me. I desperately need you, the blood of Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit, carry me. Help me and carry me to where God wants me. Father, we invite your Holy Spirit to move in a special way. We ask your Holy Spirit to move in a special way in this communion time. In Jesus' name.